0: Also on the web at www.themhemp.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday night. We are live here 89.1 Kansas FM, Fargo, North Dakota, here for another Monday night. As with us, we have Granny Hulkster. How are you, Granny, tonight?
2: I'm good. Thank you.
1: All right. Uh, we're going to take care of uh, some quick little business here. we got a great big show here. we got three guests lined up. We're going to have Brittany Colbert. We're going to have Roxy Hart and John Mayberry. And uh, we're going to get to them in a little bit, but before we uh, talk to uh, granny and uh, uh, actually before we talk to our uh our first uh, individual that we're going to talk about, uh, Granny, I want to introduce you to uh, a good friend of mine, and uh, his name is uh Scott uh, Teicher, and uh, he um, runs a uh, runs and owns a great company, and he's going to be talking to you about this uh, and uh, he Well, he's a great guy. He's an individual, and he was entertained by the Icon this weekend. Scott, are you there with us? I'm here, Icon. How are hey you, guys, buddy? This is,
3: I'm doing great, man. How you been? Good. Go ahead with that interview. Go, introduction. Go ahead. Well, hey, this is uh, Scott Tischler. I'm uh, president of Game Day Global. The only place you can get our seven patents-pending silicone sports rings. You can find us at www.gameday.global. You're listening to The Attitude Era, live on eighty nine one Kins FM with your hosts, the icon, Big Swing and Granny Holkster.
1: All right. And uh now, Granny, what I wanna uh we have about uh well we have uh well we have about uh fourteen or so minutes here that we're gonna talk to uh my buddy Scotty here. Now uh now Scott you um you, you uh, do something interesting here. You uh, actually make custom rings for, uh, for certain sports teams. Uh, what the sports teams you have as, uh, as your patent so far?
3: Yeah, we do. We actually um, we invented uh, the first and only silicone sports rings. We have seven patents pending. So each sports ring we've had uh, patent pending on, so basketball, football, baseball, volleyball, golf, soccer, cricket, and uh, yeah, we can make them in any material, but we decided to make them in silicone to begin with because, you know, you guys are athletes, we're athletes, sports fans, and it's one of those rings that you can wear anywhere. If you're an electrician, uh, if you work with your hands, or if you work out, you know, even gardening, you can wear them anywhere. So yeah, we've got the, the North Dakota State Bison, NDSU Bison, so we actually, were just at Icon's wedding and uh we gave them our silicone sports rings. They're some of the first people to have our North Dakota State bison rings in football and basketball. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the most epic weddings I have ever been to, Icon. That was amazing.
1: Well, I do I do appreciate that and I want to uh send a special thank you to every member of the wedding party that was able to uh get uh a ring from you. And also, Bernadette and I thank you for making our custom wedding rings. They are awesome. And as a matter of fact, at work today, everybody is uh, wanting to see my wedding ring, and I showed it to them. And I was bragging to them that I guarantee them that uh, this is the very first ring that was made that we that I now possess. And uh, I was bragging about it all. That's right. And I was bragging about it all day. Now, uh, we have about uh, eight minutes here before our first guest calls in. Uh, Granny, you got a question for uh, our buddy Scott. Go ahead.
2: Well, I did see those rings that he made for you, Icon, and they were pretty awesome looking. Thank you, so, Granny. Did you get one, Granny? No, I didn't. I wasn't at the wedding, so I wasn't able to make it to uh, the wedding, unfortunately, so... Well what I can well, do I'll uh, put one Scott, in the mail
3: to you. I can get me her address.
1: All right. Uh Granny if you could text me that. You know, it's funny. Uh I've uh I've never had Granny's address. The only time I ever got her address was when I had to uh uh send my autograph to her for a Christmas present and I, I think she sent it back because she's like, What is it <laughs> no, I'm kidding? Well
2: don't send my <laughs> ring back, but,
1: Granny, it's for you.
3: <laughs> no,
2: no, I won't send your ring back. So so um, you make different types of sports rings. We do. Um, so, 'cause see, I'm a big Chiefs fan. I mean, despite oh, nice. the fact we lost yesterday, I love. I, you know, and and I get so tired of people trashing Kansas City. You know, like either you're a fan or you're not, and you know, support these guys. I mean, you know, it's the beginning of the season and. They just had a rough go yesterday, and but, you know, we're going to get through this. And we'll, things get are be, we'll
3: get it back. get back. Things are going to oh, be good.
2: Things are going to be good.
3: So Patrick Mahomes and They just picked up a new receiver. Was it the um, – I'm trying to remember his name, but they just picked up a new wide receiver. They'll be real good. Yeah. We've got the – saw 50, that. 55 NCAA teams. We're, we're hoping to get the pro teams next year, and we'll make sure that we get you one of those cheese rings too.
2: Well, that would be awesome, so – so um, so what made you decide you wanted to get into this kind of business? I mean, doing well, this, I mean. you wanted story. to meet
3: me, I of played, yeah, pretty much. You know, Icon said, you have a chance to meet me? And I drove all the way eight hours to meet him. But, no, I uh, played uh, basketball, track Division one. And uh, while I was in college, <clears throat> I got a job in the jewelry store. And so I've been in jewelry ever since college, since 1998. For quite a long time. I went to GIA. I, I'm a jeweler. I'm a gemologist too, and um, actually I was writing a paper for a prestigious college, and I came up with this uh, idea for silicon rings, and one of my partners says, you know, you need to have something a little more original than silicon rings, and he actually discovered nobody at the time was making a sports ring, and we're all former jocks like the icon and like your granny, and we firmly, we love sports. We're just like you guys. We're sports fanatics. We could not believe nobody was making a sports ring. So we designed it, we got some uh, patent attorneys, and we filed our patents, and now we own it. So the only place you can get any sports ring is through our company. We've got patents for every material. Awesome. Gold, silver, silicone. We decided to start with silicone for the fans and for the athletes. You can work out in them. You can wear them. Any job you can have them, and they're affordable. Gold's expensive. Silicone's relatively inexpensive. And Our rings are made from 100% recycled materials.
2: Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we're thankful uh, that we
3: stumbled onto it. So,
1: and also, uh, I believe that every guest got a special ring too. Correct?
3: I did. You know, Icon and I talked, and Icon said, "Scott, you know, I'd really like to take care of these guests." And so we talked, and so we decided together that we would give each of them what's called our classic ring. So the classic sports ring looks like a football it looks like a basketball and i'll tell you what i think they love them icon that was a good idea you had
1: well you know and like i say i'm forever in your debt and i'll never be able to repay you for everything that you did this weekend it's awesome
3: no worries you know honestly we want to get our rings on people's fingers you know when you look at them on the website people think they're cool but when they get them and they put them on it's a complete transformation they
1: absolutely love them and uh the uh owner of our radio station uh Ken Bartz uh, uh he got one as well and uh you know it's uh it's really cool um of course Ken Bartz the uh head of Bartz engineering so if you ever have any radio issues um poor fee, he will come out and help you out or you can call him up and he'll take care of you and uh, we do have our buddy Scott here. We're live on 89.1, KENS FM, and Fargo, North Dakota, also all over the Internet and the World Wide Web. So we got about uh, five minutes here left. Uh, we, do have, um, we do have a caller here. Um, I don't know if they're here to um, ask you a question, but I'm going to bring him on here real quick and see who this is. One second. Uh, 701, go ahead.
4: Hey, it's just me. I'm on
2: next.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, If you could. uh... Okay. All right. I will go to you in just one second. I I was just wondering why uh, you had the same area code as us, but uh, I'm going to put you on hold and I'll go back to you in a second. Okay?
5: Okay.
1: Awesome. All right. Um, That was weird. She has the same uh, area code as I do. (laughs) Oh, crazy, right? Well, yeah, it, it is kind of weird, uh, but anyway, uh, like I say, um, you know, and you also got to hang out with a world-famous comedian. I'm, I'm not taking, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but, you know, you got to uh, uh, get introduced to a nationally syndicated YouTube star, and he's been on, what, 50 different TV shows, and uh, th- that had to be awesome hanging with him, right?
3: yeah it was pretty good you know i've, I've uh, been able to hang out with some other uh, celebrities uh, throughout my past quite a quite a few and yeah we actually hit it off real good and um i i didn't know who he was i gave him a ring and he absolutely loved it so much that he gave us an endorsement and he even asked me to get him in shape and you know he see me icon a pretty big guy in decent shape and so he wants to get, transform yeah. him and uh, i'm glad to do that in fact um i'll be putting up later tonight on our social media at game day global official uh, on Instagram and, and Facebook, I'm going to be putting up uh, one of the videos. He loved the rings, and he asked if he could give us an endorsement. So we
1: appreciate it. And uh, also I want to let you know, Scott, that you were the tallest individual at in my wedding. You were even taller than my uncle. So uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, you know, you, you stood right next to my Uncle Chris, and uh, I'm like, this is definitely a height uh, disadvantage for myself. <laughs> but it was it was cool to <laughs> it was cool to see you guys standing there and uh, like I say I'm forever in your debt and um uh, I want this to be the great start of a great uh, working relationship with you and me and uh Game Day Global and uh you also brought down a a great uh, musical DJ who kept everybody rocking through midnight and uh, it was really it was really great turnout and what's funny is the people at the venue had told me that, you know, I've never seen a wedding at all like this before. And I said, you probably won't ever see one like this again. And, uh, you know, they <laughs> they had so much fun uh, just watching, uh, you know, this. And this, of course, Scott, may sound like an ego thing because it kind of is. But, uh, you know, you mentioned you met – you met a lot of big celebrities uh, in your in your time, but uh, the Icon's going to rank up there for one of the the biggest, right? You know, it does. We're
3: going to make you famous, and this is kind of top secret, but I'll kind of let out of the bag right now, but we're working on a TV show called Game Day Superfan, and one of the reasons we came up there was to the film you, Icon, because we're going to have a competition at North Dakota State University, and I think you're in the lead because I don't know if I've seen a bigger superfan. So not only are you a big celebrity now, but I think you're just – going to go to the moon
1: well you know i'll tell you what i do pride myself uh you know people say i'm an egomaniac and i guess that that could be closer to the truth because it is (laughs) but hey uh well i'll tell you what scout we do appreciate uh, you being on with us and uh, i'll tell you what here's what we're going to do let's have you on uh if you're available let's have you join us next week as well uh, we'll let you join us in the next couple weeks uh, to get the, the name out there and get people out there uh, to uh, to uh, get uh, close to your website and uh, learn more about you and get everything out real quick here if you want. Uh, if you've got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, uh, yep. give us those real quick.
3: Our Instagram and Facebook is simple, at GamedayGlobalOfficial. Both of them same, at GamedayGlobalOfficial. Follow us. And uh, next week, you know what we'll do? We'll do some giveaways next week if you want.
1: All right. And then uh, if you tell him that the icon sent you, he won't hang up on you, but uh, he'll probably, uh, he'll, uh, you know, he'll ask, you know the icon? And then you can say, well, yes, I do. All right. Yeah, well, I'll tell you well, what, exactly Scott, we, we, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. And we will definitely hang you on next week, and I'll uh, talk to you this week, and we'll pilot everything for next. Thanks, icon, and great to meet you, Granny Holkster. Have a good night.
2: Great
3: to buddy. meet you, too. All right, take
1: care. All right, man, that was uh, Game Day Global. All right, so uh, we, as we already heard, our, uh, our next guest is already on, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, give them the proper introduction, and then we'll have some fun, and we'll go with this. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she will twist, she will twirl, uh, she can give give anything in an athletic sense, and uh, is she's a great performer, uh, and if it were Christmas, she'd be a dancer, a prancer, and a vixen. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Brittany Colbert.
4: Hello, this is Brittany Colbert. You're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 KENS FM with your hosts, the icon, the big swing, and granny
1: holster. Hey, Brittany, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm
6: good.
1: <laughs> All right, Brittany Colbert's our guest here. we got got uh, 29 minutes here with Brittany. Here's what we're going to do real quick before we do the interview. Uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll ask you a few questions, and we'll have Granny ask you, and then we'll come back to me and ask you the tougher questions. So go ahead.
4: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm 29 years old, and I got a business degree at MSUM, Moorhead State University, um, Minnesota, sorry, (laughs) and I started hula hooping four years ago, and I just fell in love and did not put my hula hoop down, and then just, I'm also a stay-at-home mom with three boys, all seven and under, Um, so I wanted... Well, this was my outlet, and with my business degree, I just kind of turned it into a hula hooping business. And so I teach classes, I perform, and I make hula hoops. So that is a little bit about me.
1: Well, now you mentioned you make hula hoops. Now, um, for those of you, uh, and I'm I'm sure you've heard of it, but – uh, you know, there was a movie I believe it was called the Hudsucker Proxy where they uh they made hula hoops in that movie. Uh now do you make like certain size hula hoops? You make custom hula hoops. Uh what kind of hula hoops do you make?
4: Yes, size matters. So, um I make all different sorts of hula hoops and it's really important and a lot of people think that they can't hula hoop but they're actually just using the wrong size hula hoop and there's different materials or i mean like tubing that you can use and i've sort of through my experience teaching like made my own sizing chart so i have like beginner intermediate and advanced and the beginners are they're not weighted because i've believe that weighted hula hoops can actually hurt your back so mine only weigh about a pound and but they're just really big and because they're bigger they go around your body a lot slower so then like as an adult you have more time to move and they also go by t-shirt size so like a size small t-shirt would be a smaller hoop versus a size 3xl which is my biggest hoop um because you need a lot of mass between you and the hula hoop. And then as you get better, or if you just want to do off body moves, which is another whole world of hula hooping, because a lot of people think that hula hooping is just waist hooping, but there's also like off body moves that you can do with your hands and like making illusions and like the magic of hula hoop. And those are a lot lighter and smaller. And um, I get those, the tubing made specialty like from a hula hooping store because they react to your
1: body's movements. Uh Brittany Colbert's our guest so, yeah. here. We have uh we have twenty five minutes here with Brittany. So I guess my next question is, now you said you make the hula hoops. Do you have like uh do you have like a big machine that you made that you mold the hula hoops uh or do you have a uh do you just like start bending plastic into a hula hoop. Kind of take us through the process of making a hula hoop.
4: Yeah, so it's kind—it's basically irrigation tubing, and it comes in coils. And um, so you have to let it sit out for – it depends on the tubing and the coil, but maybe, like, for a beginner – tubing i like to let it sit out for like a week so then it the coils like get really loose and big and then i take this special like cutter um like a pipe cutter to cut the hula hoops and i use well there's two different methods um and they're different based off like the beginner hoops which are heavier and then the lighter hoops for the beginner ones I cut them in half and then I put them in boiling water and use a connector um, to connect them. And then that makes the circle. And then I have like specialty tape. I forgot to say this earlier, but I use gaffer's tape, which is it helps stick up on your body and stay up on your clothes and your skin versus if it was really smooth, it would just slide off. And then I also have like decorative tape so you can, yeah, custom make what you want your hula hoop to look like. And then for the lighter ones, I do the same, like I let them breathe so the coil gets bigger. But then I use a rivet gun and to hold the connector in place. And then on the other side, I use a push button and I use my drill and bits to make those holes in the hula hoop and then connect them together. I hope that makes
1: sense. Yes, it does, actually. Brittany Colbert's our guest here. We have uh, 24 minutes here on 89.1 KENS FM, live here in Fargo, North Dakota. Well, before I ask a few more questions, um, you know, I, I if you ever have a chance to go to Facebook, and we're going to have you pitch that in a little bit, but there's a there's a picture of you, and you got like 24 hula hoops. Uh, uh, where did you first learn... Uh, your skill that you were able to hula hoop, 24 different hula
4: hoops? (laughs) Um, Well, I think it comes from, like, on body hooping, just starting with one, and then, um, like, you get, as you get better at hula hooping, your hula hoop size shrinks. So I got to a pretty small size that I was confident with, And then um, I was able to hula hoop like manipulate each part of my body like to do it on my chest and my waist and my knees and so when you hoop with hoops like that many hoops they all have to be the same size and weight otherwise it throws things off if one is like a lot bigger than the other one or heavier so Yeah, that's 25 hula hoops, and they're all the same size and weight. And um, just with me being able to have that foundation of, like, core manipulation, it it was actually really easy for me the first time I tried it. I think I got it.
1: And uh, it is pretty wild. I've seen a few videos, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, Brittany, uh, we have uh, Brittany Colbert here, 22 minutes here on uh, 89.1, Kent FM. Uh, Brittany, I'm going to introduce you to uh, Granny Holster now. Back in her day, uh, she was a pretty uh, pretty stout hula hooper. And, uh, Brittany, uh, sorry, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Brittany Colbert? Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, I'm just really enjoying this interview, and welcome to our show. It's really great to have you on. Thank you so, so much. So, it's so good to be here. So, you know, I I mean, I remember, you know, hula hooping when I was a kid. I'm not as good as what I used to be, but, you know, it's it's okay. You know, it was always fun. So what made you decide you wanted to do something like that? What got you interested in that?
4: I always tell people it was a gift from the universe because randomly i was like i want to learn how to hula hoop um and i got one from walmart and i couldn't do it so i googled like why can't i hula hoop and i realized i was using the wrong size because you can only find like the kid hoops at the store so i bought like a special one for my body type and i was able to do it and i just really was hooked and then plus with my business degree, and I was actually like actively searching. I kind of wanted to start my own side hustle thing, and it just kind of came together for me.
2: Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Brittany
1: Colbert's our guest here, and uh, we have uh, 20 minutes here left with Brittany. So now, you know, you mentioned uh, there's, you know, people, anybody... Anybody can hula hoop, right? Uh, I mean, I admit I can't. Do you give uh, Do you give lessons and uh, take the I canners to so make them the I canners? Those are two new words here on uh, 1089.12, by the way.
4: I love it. And, yes, I totally can. I do it all the time, and I can teach you to hula hoop if we ever get the chance. It really is about size, and I think that's why I love teaching because I love seeing the transformation and it really instills confidence in others to see that they can do something with their body and um, persevere to accomplish something.
1: Now, do you have like weekly classes or did what's not and then we'll have you pitch that of course later on, but uh, or do they have to like message you say, hey, I want to learn how to hula hoop and then you say, well, it's about 50 bucks an hour. Uh, let's say that someone wanted to have you teach them what, what what's the process? Yes,
4: yeah, so I do teach classes. I just taught my last outside one today. Um, but I don't currently have anything lined up when it, but I am going to for the winter. Um I usually rent a space downtown because I teach at various studios um, I've been asked to teach kind of all over the Fargo-Moorhead area and then that's how I get my clients and I bring clients with me by going to other places um, but I'm I've been super busy with performing and uh, making hula hoops so it's kind of a slow process but I will have a winter I usually do a series so it's like six weeks and it's not where you have to be be coming consecutively to know what you're doing it's kind of like each week we learn something different so it's a different style and you don't it's need to have gone to another class um, and then I usually drop the price a bit if you purchase the whole series and I put that out on my website or I mean yeah on my website and then on my social media account and stuff
1: Uh, Brittany Colbert's our guest here. We have about seventeen minutes here with Brittany. So, now do you uh, do you uh, you know you mentioned performances? Do you get like uh... okay? Uh, do you get uh, do you? Uh... Uh, I lost my train of thought there because I I, I, <laughs> I just happened to find one of your videos on uh, on uh, your Facebook page, and I, I uh, I'm just like mesmerized. It's like you're like twirling the hula hoop on your on your toes. What <laughs> how, what, what kind of practicing goes into this? I mean, really,
5: it,
1: it's really amazing. I wish I could even spin a hula hoop on my arms. Tell, where, where did you when did you how, take us through the process? I, I'm speechless.
4: Yeah, it's really, like, a true passion, and that is very extra, like, and normally people who hula hoop, like, even in the hula hoop community, that's, like, something really special to do, and I'm, like, super excited that, like, I'm doing that, um, but I've put in a lot of practice for that, and, um, but that, the practice to me is, like, the fun part, and it's, like decompressing and being mindful and meditating and just like focusing on something and it really makes me feel amazing when I'm done so I always tell people like it's the journey not the destination um, but yeah I I work on something that I don't perform ever like four days a week which is a forearm stand but when I perform, I normally do my headstand like, well, foot hooping um, because that's a lot easier to me. But I hope to one day do my forearm stand. But it's really fun for me to practice and just see what I can do when I set my mind to something.
1: So now do you, um, like, uh, and I, I hope you don't take this question the wrong way, but, you know, like every year in, 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 in Parker, here we have the, a circus come through. Uh, unfortunately, we can't name it right now, but uh, do you ever uh, do you ever get asked to uh, perform at the circus, or do you ever send out saying, hey, I'd like to perform at the circus, uh, or do you uh, stay away from the circus?
4: I love the circus. I would love to perform in the circus. I'm actually actively trying to seek one out, but I... I don't know if I need some connections to get in there. Um, I've been like I was Googling like stuff to get into the cities because I live in Fargo, and um, I did actually just apply, so I'm waiting to hear back. And um, but yeah, it would be really awesome to do that. Well, as, maybe uh, like uh, the icon can end. do some
1: networking for you and uh, get your name out there. Uh, okay. I mean, I I have I have some connections in the uh, in the entertainment realm maybe i can uh, get your uh get your interim out there I- information out there and uh maybe uh, get you hooked up with that
4: I would love that so much
1: and uh maybe uh you know here, this would be i don't know if the miracle would be the word on this but i have met look there's a few things i've never been able to do i've never been able to pogo stick uh ride a pogo stick. Uh, I've never been able to hula hoop. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, if you could at least try and help me learn how to hula hoop, uh, you know, I, you're a local here in my area, so uh, we're, we're within close proximity. But maybe, uh, you know, um, and I'm sure that uh, you trying to teach me would just frustrate you and you're like, you you know, you probably want to uh, uh, just throw hula hoops at me instead of having me teach them how to spin them. But, Uh, what do you think?
4: I think that would be fantastic. I think we should do it. And like I said, hula hooping isn't all just waist hooping. So I'm sure you could do some off body, like hand hooping. And I would be very encouraging. I wouldn't get frustrated. I am.
1: (laughs) Well, you heard here, folks, she would not get frustrated. Uh, Brittany Colbert's (laughs) our guest here. We're on Ken's FM 89.1 here in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, talking to a fellow Fargonian, and it's Brittany Coburn. We have about 12 minutes. So now, you know, you you mentioned you make uh, hula hoops. Now, do you ever make uh, custom hula hoops or custom colors uh, for people?
4: Yes, I do a lot. Well, I do a lot for the locals because I have an online store that's just stocked with pre-made hoops. So when I have classes, uh, a lot of people will order, order custom hoops from me, and I have over, like, 70 tapes to pick from. And um, also, well, this isn't for beginners, but when if you get a light off-body hoop, there's colored hula hoops. So they're, like, different colors, like green, red, or really bright, biolescent colors and so, yeah, you know, I take uh, custom
1: orders. Well, you know, uh, you know, of course, uh our local team here in Fargo is the NDSU Bison green and yellow. Do you do you have green and yellow hoops? Uh can you put two colors together?
4: I sure could do that. I've actually been thinking about that.
1: Cuz I, I, I just thought of an idea. You know, we mentioned that uh you know, we we were talking about uh uh for our fans that listen on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, you go to uh, the radio page, uh, Ken's FM, you like both pages, you automatically get qualified into our December giveaway show. And, of course, in the next couple of weeks we'll be talking about that. I, I just thought of an idea, Brittany. I know you're going to try and uh, get us some uh, autographed pictures, but how about this? A Would you be willing to do an autographed hula hoop? green and yellow autographed hula hoop that we could use as a giveaway?
4: Yes, I would love that. I can do That's that. That's
1: awesome. See, yeah, see, now, and and we're, so everybody get to our website, or our Facebook page right now. Uh, you have from uh, the end of, uh, from the beginning of this show uh, to the beginning of uh, next week's show to uh, get entered. So you go to... Uh, Ken's FM on Facebook. You go to Off the Ropes on Facebook, you like both pages and uh we'll get you hooked up in the drawing and uh like I say, we'll talk about that in the next few weeks. Uh Brendan Colberts our guest here. We got 10 minutes left on 89.1 Ken's FM. So now you mentioned that uh, you you've been doing some a lot of performances. Can you kind of take us through um what your calendar's like uh, from now until the, the end of the year and where you're going to be performing at?
4: Yeah, um, well, some things are still um, getting booked, So, and a lot of times I'll just get booked for the month before. Like September has been my busiest month ever, and so far. Well, um, this is one coming up I have. It's for the Bio Girls event. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bio Girls, but it's like helping young women become confident and they're we're putting on this huge circus act with other like aerialists and um tumblers and some stuff. It's really cool. I'm super excited and then I'm gonna be at the windbreak on October sixteenth um for the zero gravity showcase. um I don't remember what time that's at, and then I have some oh, other okay. things in the works, but yeah. <laughs>
1: So, so for the Zero Gravity Showcase, then, uh, now, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of performers, but uh, will you be, do you know how long you'll be on? Will it be, like, doing, like, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour? Uh, Have they let you know how long your performance and your segment will be?
4: Yeah, I think my song, I'm doing the song Thriller to Michael Jackson, and, um, So there's a, I'm, I think I'm the only hula hooper. I think it's going to be mostly pole, um, people. Um, but I think my song is five minutes long and then they give out medals at the end too. And last time for their, what was it? Their spring showcase, I actually won most entertaining. So I'm going for the title again.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Bridgen Colbert's our guest here on 89.1 KENS FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. So, now, if uh, our fans wanted to uh, come check out this show that are listening here in Fargo, do you know um, about ticket information or is it available at the door? Do they have have to get in line? Do you have a link on your webpage?
4: Um, I do not, but I could set one up i will do that and otherwise you can find it um at zero com. and i think there's only like 40 tickets left so i know it's going to get sold out
1: do you know how many they're uh they're selling uh the the arena for
4: how much it costs is that what well, you're well no asking? i
1: mean how how many people are they're uh allowing in the arena
4: Um, I'm not sure, because I know they're, like, blocking off the section of the, or, I mean, of the windbreak, and so, like, if you get a ticket, you will go out to the one side where, like, the stage is and stuff, so I'm actually not sure about that.
1: And you said that's the 16th, right? Yes. Okay. And do you know what time that starts?
4: Um... I do not off the top of my head. I I know it's later in the evening, like maybe 7 or 9.
1: All right. Sorry. Well, here Well, no, that's okay. What I'd like to do is uh uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you won't well, you I I don't know if you'll do it uh, like most people do, but uh, you know, when I come up to them and I come to an event they're at, their, and I introduce myself as uh, the icon, they say, they say oh, you're, you're the icon? I, I expect you to be better looking. Or some, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would uh, love to uh, come out and support you and uh, just to uh, check it out. Um, yeah, so I got that in my calendar. I'll come check that out. And then... Uh, uh, 'll we'll watch uh do you plan on doing like uh, all kinds of different tricks uh or do you have like a basic show that you already uh, planned out?
4: No, this is gonna be brand new a new choreo, and I'm gonna try and do like uh Michael Jackson moves, but with a hula hoop and um, I'm not exactly I've been so busy <laughs> with performing like just this month has been crazy, so I haven't even gotten a chance to but after the 30th like that's what i'm focusing
1: on and i just know it's going to be cool (laughs) and uh, you know it it is october so uh, and you're doing thrillers so are you going to be having like uh, uh, halloween uh colored hula hoops i would guess
4: yes i am and that's the theme for the show for the whole showcase is kind of is the halloween theme
1: and I, I, I um, what I was, what I was kind of curious about, you know, like with all the, with all the stuff you do, like, like I saw the picture of you with twenty four hula hoops. Now, do you, uh, do you like uh, also have like glow in the dark hula hoops, or uh, hula hoops that like blink and turn on and off, or dance to the music, stuff like that, or have you not got to that, uh, uh, that technical yet?
4: Yes, I do have one, but I only have one, and right now it's getting fixed in the shop. I had to ship it somewhere to get fixed, um, and this is my second time doing that, so it's kind of frustrating, and they're really expensive, and I do not make those. They're called LED hoops, and um, I haven't gotten into that world of making that those yet, um, but just the one I got was $300, and I'm really hoping to get... A set of four I've been looking at it and kind of looking about getting a grant for that or something but I'm in sometime probably before the new year I will probably have purchased a, a four pack of <laughs> hula hoops because I, I've been working with multiple hula hoops now and yeah the LEDs are really cool
1: well I was thinking you know you probably wouldn't have to get into the realm of Making them just in the realm of repairing them might might help you out a little bit.
4: I know. That's that's what I was thinking too. Uh,
1: hey, i hey, I got a great uh, electrician that uh uh might be able to help you out with that. We can talk about that later. But uh real quick here, if our fans wanted to check you out, uh do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got?
4: Yes, I have all of the things, Um, and I am on Facebook and Instagram, I'm Honeysuckle Hooping, and on YouTube, I'm Honeysuckle Hooping, and I have a website, which is www.honeysucklehooping.com, and on TikTok, I'm Brittany Honeysuckle.
1: And uh, also, uh, of course, this is kind of an ego question, and I'm sure Granny knew this was coming. Uh, The icon made you a cool collector's card. What did you think of that?
4: I loved it so much. I was, like, bragging to my friends and showing them.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go. And uh, if any of your your friends are performers and they like their own little collector's card, just have them contact me. I'll, I'll hook them up. Uh, we have uh, Brittany Colbert here. we got about uh, 90 seconds left with Brittany on 89.1 KENS FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. But I'll tell you what, Brittany, we do thank you so much uh, for uh, being on the show with us. And uh, I am going to come check you out in October, and I will, um, I'll introduce myself to you. And then uh, you can see that I am as uh, cool and handsome and cute and all that stuff that I keep bragging about. And... Uh, We do appreciate you taking time on your schedule to be with us tonight. We want to thank you very much.
4: Well, thank you so much. I had so much fun.
1: All right, thank you, Brittany. Have a good night. Be safe. Right. Looking forward to meeting you. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Brittany Colbert, ladies and gentlemen. Now that now that was an awesome interview. I mean, I'm sitting there watching some videos of our guests. I usually don't do that, but it just kind of popped up on my uh, on my Facebook, and I'm like. Wow, interesting. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Our, our next guest, I believe, is waiting in the wings. So uh, we will bring them on, introduce them, and we'll have some fun next. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, we have the gal that's going to bring a heart to our show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Roxy Roxy Hart. <sighs>
6: Hey, this is Roxy Hart, and you're listening to the Attitude Air live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster.
1: Hey, Roxy, how are you?
6: I'm fabulous. How are you doing this evening?
1: Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we're doing pretty good. Here's what we're going to do here, Roxy. We're going to have some fun with an interview, but what we want to do is have you give a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll go to Granny, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions.
6: Sounds great.
1: Go ahead. Give us a little background. Go ahead.
6: Well... Rosie Hart has always loved acting from a very young age. I started with theater in kindergarten. I majored in theater in college. I've loved it from the very beginning and then I met an amazing guy called Joey Ross, the King Villain of Chicago and the Chicago Land Champion. And he said to me one day, he said, "Rosie, I see some talent in you." How would you like to come valet for me? I said, Valet? What does that mean? What what are you talking about? He said, Well, I come from a magical land of wrestling and I think this would be something you'd really excel in. So I said, Okay, Joey, I'll give it a try. So with my heart pounding in my chest, I stepped into the ring with the Hollywood icons and I got kidnapped by a voodoo king, Mojo McQueen, and everyone else collapsed in a voodoo curse and he carried me off and i've loved wrestling ever since
1: now you mentioned you you were doing something with a hollywood icon i guess i don't ever remember you and i uh, meeting no, i'm kidding i'm kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh rocky uh rocky hart is our guest here we have 28 minutes now you um you you mentioned that you have kind of a kind of an interesting moniker and uh your, uh, the moniker that you mentioned, you said that um, you were the queen villainess. So how does one become a queen villainess?
6: Well, admittedly, it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that one must earn. And getting into wrestling, I didn't know if I would be a face or a heel. Being a face is fine, I suppose, but I wanted something more. I wanted to bring glory into wrestling, to bring the power and the beauty that is myself. So, of course, I just put everything else aside. I said, this is mine. I am going to take it. And that is how I became the queen. I just won everything that I could.
1: So, uh, you, so you became a valet. So with your valet style, are you more like a Miss Elizabeth that's kind of you know the, the 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 silent cool type. Are you like uh, a sunny that uh, will help her man do whatever he can to uh, win, or uh, would you be like a well, like a Bobby the Brain Heenan who lied, cheat, and steal to get a victory?
6: That's a great question, and I have the perfect answer. It is all three. I tell you, Miss Elizabeth was my first mentor. She had the beauty. She had the charm. She had the style. I wanted to give her a voice. So, of course, I wanted to bring in the strength and the femininity and bring in the power that is Miss Ratsby Hart.
1: That's awesome. Roxy Harzler, yes, here we have. uh, We have about 26 minutes here with Roxy. So now uh, you kind of alluded to this, but, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask before we went to granny. So uh, do you consider yourself then to be a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more like a crowd individual?
6: Well that's a good question also. Miss Roxy Hart is a new category in and of itself. She is whatever she wants to be whenever she wants to be. Kind of the Loki of the Marvel universe if you will.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Granny, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you uh, take the interview here for a little bit. It sounds like she may have some heelish ten- uh, tendencies. We have Rocky Hart. We Roxy <laughs> Hart. We have 25 minutes on 89.1 Kent FM. What do you guys for our guests go ahead, Granny.
2: Well, you know, Granny doesn't like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. <laughs> I mean, I I am known because I am known for just cheering for the the good guys and the good girls and everything. So, um, what has been one of your most interesting, challenging? Uh, matches you've had in your career.
6: You know, I could name one match, and and I I appreciate the question, but Roxy Hart is brilliant in every single match that she does. If I'm not helping out my man, who I love more than anything. I want Roxy Hart to be a household name. I'll smack down an opponent but I'll wave to a child. I want to be the best in every single category and I want every person to cheer for me no matter who they are.
2: Oh wow. Very interesting. I would have a lot of fun playing with you. (laughs) I think I really would. (laughs) I think it would be very interesting if because, you know, a lot of my a lot of my wrestling friends, you know, they'll tell me they'll come up and they'll say, "Granny, you better sit down and shut up before you break a hip." Or, "Don't you have a curfew at the nursing home?" I had a wrestler ask me that one night, and I about hit him in his nose when I got my fist up in his face. I said, "Baby, I don't have no curfew. I got keys to the building." Because <laughs> I grabbed my you keys out of and my purse.
6: You know what? I say to you is. Do you wanna join me in the ring? Help me out? That's what i would say
2: you know, i you know i've been
6: thro- I've been threatened
2: to been thrown in some wrestling matches before. I've actually been handcuffed to a manager before at a wrestling show, which was lots of fun so i really really enjoy I really enjoy being a fan I mean I've been a fan. For years, and I'm not even a wrestler, but you know, when I I had a former coworker give me my gimmick name, you know, and I said, "Why are you calling me that?" He says, "Because you love wrestling," and I said, "Well, yeah, I do, you know, but I honestly never thought it would stick with me as long as it has." But my gosh, I mean, I've probably had this gimmick name close to probably over 20 years. I mean. You know, just my my original shirt says, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you. That's what my original Granny shirt says. So, you know. Uh, Roxy Hart's are her guest here. Doing it. Sorry, sorry, Granny. Uh, Roxy Hart's are oh, her her guest here. Oh, go That's okay, Con. That's okay.
1: All right. We got about uh, 22 minutes here with uh, Roxy. Now, uh, Granny, I was just thinking how uh, interesting it would be. I mean, just think. You're ringside. Uh, Roxy Hart is on one side, and Sylvester J Fox is on the other. Now that would be something to see. Oh
2: my! Oh my! Oh my! Yes, that would be very interesting. That would be very, very interesting.
1: And uh, Roxy, you have to you have to go on Facebook to uh, look up uh, Sylvester J Fox. But I th- I think you could take him. I really could. Uh, Roxy Hart's our guest here. We got. Uh, well, we got about twenty one minutes here, and in a couple minutes here, we got to uh, we got to uh, pay the bills for the station here in just a little bit. But then we'll come back and uh, finish the uh, finish the interview here with Roxy. But uh, now, uh, for those fans, also we talked about this a little bit ago. If you go to our Facebook page Off the Ropes, you go to Ken's FM, You like both pages. Uh, you'll have a chance to get entered in our December uh, giveaway show, and we'll talk about that in the next couple weeks. And uh hopefully Roxy will be able to send us a few autographs for some giveaways for that and uh anything you can do for us, Roxy, we sure would appreciate that. So now when you um of course. when you uh when you decided that uh you know you're gonna go for it and become full on and uh become a valet, uh now did you have any hesitancy at all or are you like, Well, you know what, this could be really cool. I could uh I could really do some damage out on the outside of the ring.
6: That's exactly right. The only thing I hesitated about was, okay, what exactly am I doing? Tell me how to do it, and when can I do it? I was excited. Being on the stage, when you're in a play, they give you a script. They give you blocking. They give you the exact line. You know exactly what's going to happen. So when I show up at my first wrestling show, of course, we go through the match. But other than that, I don't have a script. I don't know what I'm doing. But I said, okay. No problem. This is where Roxy Hart is going to come into play. Take a deep breath. Pretend you know exactly what you're doing. And action. No one booed for the wrong reason. Everything went according to plan because I acted confidently.
1: And, uh, Roxy, you know, uh, uh, for those, of, uh, those uh, who don't uh, know what Roxy looks like, and um, uh, uh, don't dislike me for this comparison, but... Uh, you know she uh she's she's got that uh, she's got that 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 blonde personality you know i mean she she reminds me a lot of sunny uh but uh, looks like she also likes to do a lot of uh, a lot of different costumes and uh uh she 's into the avengers and my favorite picture actually Roxy, is the one where you're wearing those heart uh those heart glasses uh do you wear those to the ring ever?
6: I do, and I often sell them, so I'd be happy to give a link to that later on. But uh, the Roxy Heart glasses are one-of-a-kind mine, but I do sell some ones that are close.
1: <laughs> and uh, now your uh, your ring attire is uh, is really cool. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, real quick here, we're going to take a quick little time out. We're going to pay some bills, and then we'll be right back. One second. Hold on
0: ladies and gentlemen the new clocks are here the new clocks are here yes for a limited time you can get your very own 89.1 ken's fm clock for a 25 dollar donation you can get a classic analog round faced clock with the 89.1 ken's fm logo on the front just go to our website www.kensfm.com and under the More Merch tab you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com.
5: All
1: right, Uh, you're listening to eighty nine point one Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota, and I don't know what happened to the uh, I don't know what happened legal ID there, but uh, you are listening to eighty nine point one Ken's FM in Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, we uh, are broadcasting here live in Fargo, North Dakota. So um, that's what you're listening to. It's Ken eighty nine F one. We'll get back to Attitude Air live. So, now, uh, Roxy, uh, we're back here. And, uh, by the way, if anybody wants to check out those uh, those awesome clocks, uh, I, the icon got one for, he, for a wedding present, and they are superb. They are awesome. They are really cool. So, uh, I would recommend going to get a clock at for, from Ken's FM, 89.1. So, now, uh, Roxy, now, do you um, – your ring attire. Now, do you design your own uh, ring attire or do you uh, have a customer or uh, kind of tell us about your outfits?
6: Now, I know that most of the more famous female wrestlers, they have their designers, they have their makeup artists. I, I could have gone that route, but I decided no. Roxy needs to take it a step further, so I consulted with my personal makeup and costume. Thanks for listening
0: to 89.1 Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. So you're hungry, and you're thinking about some place to eat? Well, I think of The Shack on Broadway, located in North Fargo at 3215 Broadway, they feature daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials and have been twice voted best breakfast in town. They are open at 6 a.m. every day until 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and until 2 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. They take care of all of your to-go needs as well, plus handling that quick meal before or after running to the lakes this summer. I'm thinking Jack on Broadway still. They're at 3215 Broadway in North Fargo. You're listening to eighty-nine point one Ken's FM, KNNZ, Holly
5: Fargo Moorhead, Independent Public Radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kenzfm.com.
1: Okay, sorry about that. Uh, well, there's your legal ID, everybody. So now we're legal. Uh, so go ahead, Roxy. You were talking about your uh, ring attire. Go ahead, tell us about it.
6: That's all right. My enemies are already trying to uh, interfere with my interview that's okay i'll continue <laughs> uh mm. no but seriously after consulting with my own personal team i have designed attire that is reminiscent of old hollywood a little bit of 80s wrestling a little bit of miss elizabeth's attire and something that is entirely otherworldly ethereal almost so that is entirely roxy Hart.
1: now uh if uh I don't know if you'd be willing to reveal it or not, but uh, when you uh, when you do uh, when you do designs, do you like uh, what do you like like sit down and like sketch out like colors and how you want it to look uh, the material? Kind of take us through that.
6: You know what, my theater background really helped with that. I did a couple years of costuming jobs downtown near the Daily Plaza, and when I was designing costume. You have to look at what is the theme of the show, Um, maybe what colors of the tag team you're representing. You take all of that, maybe the time of year, the season. You look at the color palette and, of course, a million other things I could waste your time talking about. But at the end of the day, Roxy means stardom, means Hollywood, especially old Hollywood, 30s and 40s. That's where you find me.
1: And – now, when you uh, – we won't spend too much time on this because it's kind of depressing, but, you know, we we went through COVID and we kind of were turning the corner. We kind of went back a little bit. Take us through a little bit in your area how uh, COVID affected you. Did you have to uh, have a lot of shows canceled or get rescheduled? Did you have to blank, blank out your calendar at a certain point? Tell us how it affected you.
6: I'm glad you brought that up because it leads me ultimately to Roxy's room, but I'll start at point zero, which is the start of COVID. Yes, sadly, all theater shows I was involved in, they got shut down. I had to voluntarily leave one due to safety concerns. A lot of wrestling shows had to shut down, but I said to myself, how could I keep the memories of these wonderful performers, these wonderful wrestlers alive? And how could I get the name of Roxy Hart out there on top of all of that? An interview show, virtually, so it could be done safely and put over the performers in the way they deserve to and have Roxy Hart be the one behind that. So I had to do a little research, find out what my style would be like. I went through YouTube and found a little gem called Missy's Mansion, Missy Hyatt. Now, I said, okay, that's a good idea for a show, but how could I do it a million times better than that with a lot more class? I said, I can tweak that name, make it cuter, Roxy's Room, and there you go. I started an interview show, got the best wrestling minds and theater minds of the world today, told people, hey... COVID can't last forever. Please remember these folks and remember Roxy's the one who told you. The end.
1: Uh, Roxy Hart's our guest here. We have uh well we have uh well we have about twelve minutes here left with Roxy. So now with uh, with all that being said, uh you know you don't you you design your own uh you design your own costumes and uh you you do your own networking, and uh, we do appreciate you being on the show with us tonight. Well, we're not going to release you yet. Like I said, we've got 11 minutes. But uh, now kind of take us through uh, who you manage. Um, uh, you know, you, you kind of touched on a little bit, but how did you uh, meet the wrestler that you do uh, LA for? Well, Joey Ross, I
6: mean – He has introduced me to quite a few living legends of wrestling. So when I was graciously asked to join POW, I started to be introduced to this amazing tag team called the BMI. Uh, Joey Roth and I put our heads together with the BMI, and thanks to our ingenuity, they are the hottest tag team that has graced this wrestling world today.
1: Now, Roxy, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, do you think you'd be able to hook us up with uh, your uh, your tag team? Uh, maybe they might like to be guests on the show?
6: My people can certainly talk to their people. I'm sure I could make it happen. But I, I'm sure you understand with the October 2nd show coming up, Road to Rage for Pow and Fox Lake, Illinois, they have a lot to get ready for right now.
1: Well, no, I, no, I understand. I mean, uh, you know, we, we're, we're – uh, not that I'm bragging here and I'm trying to put myself over, which is a wrestling term, of course. Uh, we actually have uh, our our show booked from now until the end of 2022. But what people don't realize is I do have one uh, slot open that I've left open each month uh, in 2022 that I can slip somebody in that uh, we can hook us up. So, uh, so it wouldn't be like, you know, in the uh, – you know, within the next couple weeks to be in the near future, but that's what I, you know, we, we'd love if you could hook us up with that. That'd be awesome.
6: Oh, in that case, absolutely. I will certainly have the contracts drawn up.
1: Awesome. And, uh, you know, the other thing is, uh, Roxy, um, and I know that, uh, you saw it. I think you did like it. Uh, you know, I made a cool little collector's card for you, but, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, after checking out your facebook page and there's you have so many more different photos I can use uh, to uh, enhance your collector's card. What do you think?
6: Absolutely, I'd be honored. I mean the first one was absolutely incredible, I must say
1: now uh, with uh, with all the uh, with all the the times that you've uh, been uh, in wrestling and all the uh, um you know since you started now there's one thing i do ask all independent wrestlers and i'm going to put it to you because no one uh no one has ever answered it the same way so i'll put it to you uh let's say that uh you're an event and like a representative from ring of honor or or aew or the wwe uh you know so they're at a show and they say hey you know what uh they come out uh come up to you after the show and they're like hey you know what you've you know, we're having tryouts uh, in such and such a day. We'd like you to uh, try out uh, two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? Uh, and two, if you do get that big-time contract because we you got the jive for it, would you uh, uh, not big-time us and still talk to us?
6: You know, that's an interesting question, and I answer it from the heart. As Roxy Hart, if I were to be approached by someone and asked, To audition for them and I use a theater term here firstly I would be honored I am very humbled by how much I've learned in this industry and how much I continue to learn so to be told I have any kind of talent would fill my heart with glee I would keep my cool of course I would of course ask what would be expected of me the only thing I would hope is that I just don't lose my integrity I don't want to be a complete sellout, but at the same time, I want to do the industry proud, and that's what I have to say.
1: Well, you know, with you know, with that being said, Roxy, uh, I think you would actually be. Per- you know, the thing, is, the sad thing is about Ring of Honor and the WWE and AEW. You know, back in the the eighties, um, I don't know how old you are, and my grandma ne- never always told me never ask a lady how old she is, but you know, back in the eighties. Uh, and uh, early '90s, managers were a big part of tag teams and wrestling individuals. Uh, and really, right now, the only manager I can think of right now is Paul Heyman. Do you think that, um, with that being said, do you think the whole manager thing is really lacking nowadays, or do you think that uh, it's kind of a, uh, you know, a uh, different thing that you only see in independent shows nowadays?
6: You know, I can't speak for all managers, but what I can do is speak for myself. I'm looking to bring something new to the manager game. Of course, a knowledge of the craft, of course, a love for the craft, but at the same time, a character, a persona with a heart that no one else has ever seen before. And that, I think, is what's missing from a lot of managers today is that heart.
1: Now, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you – you know you you gave uh uh miss elizabeth a a voice and uh you know um and like i say with your with your look i mean you you remind me so much of Sonny, and I, I i i don't know if you like that comparison or not but uh you know i remember all the uh stuff that she did with the tag team champions and uh you know after one would uh, lose and she'd become a manager of the next tag team and so on and so forth now, you you mentioned you have your tag team, but are you always trying to uh, recruit uh, to be a manager for other individuals or other tag teams, or are you just happy with who you got?
6: You know what? I love the folks that I manage, but, of course, I'm always looking for something more. And I do wish to say something that not a lot of people hear. I love working with the love of my life, Joey Ross. We are wonderful co-managers, but I always tell people I am willing to manage all by myself. I crave for that. So I'm always looking for that next amazing project, and Roxy is it.
1: So I guess my next question is, uh, you know, since he is your partner, uh, do you ever have to uh, put him in a headlock or a figure-four leg lock for never doing the dishes?
6: Well, I will say he's hid behind me enough when bad guys have chased us around the ring. So I'm not afraid to throw a shoe at him if it's warranted.
1: (laughs) Uh, Roxy Hart's our guest here. We've got about uh, four minutes here, so we uh, can do this in due time here. Uh, If our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got?
6: I do have an Instagram and that is under heart underscore Roxy, and I also have a Facebook under Roxy Hart, and that's Hart spelled heart spelled H E A R T. I look forward to hearing from you, folks.
1: Awesome. Uh, yeah, we only got a, we only got a few minutes here left here, and we got about three minutes left. So now, if you could, uh, you know, you mentioned you got your show coming up uh, October second. Uh, what uh, what's the schedule uh, look like for you for the next couple uh, weeks and months? Uh, if you have those, if our fans want to, uh, that are listening around the world, here might want to be in your area that you're going to be at. Where where are your next uh, few stops at?
6: Well, after October second in Fox Lake, Illinois, of course we have Wrestle Rage, which is November sixth, and that is in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Um, apart from the shows. Uh, Roxy's room has undergone a little bit of a hiatus because her writing team has been undergoing some exciting new changes. So look out for her new and improved show.
1: And, uh, so, um, if our fans wanted to, uh, uh, check out, you know, you mentioned your new improved show, um, you know let's just let's just say this we we have about uh uh two minutes left uh let's just say that uh there's uh a, a group of fans that are listening that are, that are gonna be in your area that want to check you out and uh they yell out your name at ringside or they say some bad stuff do you do you do you jaw right back or uh do you just like kind of like do the old uh talk to the hand because uh, i'm not uh, i have nothing to say uh how do you treat? That kind of situation
6: oh I never don't have something to say, so even if I don't have time to address every single person, you will be hearing from Roxy Hart. I speak from the diaphragm, so you should be able to hear me
1: and uh, we got about uh, we got about ninety seconds uh, we're here on eighty nine point one Kansas FLM live in Fargo North Dakota so now if you real quick here have you ever had anybody uh, like like really get after you or throw anything at you as you came to the ring? Has that ever happened to you?
6: Oh, absolutely. I've I've had a bottle thrown at my head. Luckily, I was smart enough to dart. And, of course, even smarter to yell something very clever back at them. I'm not afraid of these people. I'm prettier. I'm smarter. I'm 100% Roxy Hart with Joey Ross behind me, of course.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Roxy, we do appreciate you taking time on your schedule to join us tonight. You have been so awesome, and uh, if you can hook us up with your tag team, we'd like to get them on. And uh, we definitely would like to have you on again, because uh, I know that uh, when Big Swing's available, available, uh, I know that he's got a few questions for you as well.
6: Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a blast.
1: Thank you, Roxy. Have a good night. We appreciate it.
6: You
2: too.
1: Alright, Roxy Hart, ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome, no doubt. Anyway. Uh I mean, like I say, Granny, she looks she reminds me a lot of Sonny. Um I I know you remember Sonny, don't you? Oh yeah. All right. You know, I I would always like to wonder what it'd be like if Granny was ringside with with Sonny coming to the ring. <laughs> that
2: but, would be uh, interesting. <laughs>
1: The one thing I'm really looking forward to is uh, I want to get you up here. Uh, I'll take care of, like I say, if you get up here, I'll take care of your uh, your um, your hotel stay and everything. But I want to get you ringside with the Sylvester J. Fox. And that's something that we can talk about. And I know our fans will like to talk about. But uh, I know our next guest is ready, waiting in the wings. So I'm going to put him on and I'm going to introduce him and we're going to have some fun here. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he's an author, he's a writer, and he is a man of the pages. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you John
5: Mayberry. Hey, folks, this is Jonathan Mayberry, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1 KENS FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. Hey, John, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. Doing great. How are you? Uh, good. Hey, uh I, I, I appreciate uh, you joining us tonight. Uh uh as a matter of fact, uh as you know I did book you on our show six months ago, so I appreciate uh uh you taking time <laughs> on your schedule being here with us tonight. But here's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna have you give us a little quick a little background about yourself. I'm gonna ask you a few questions and we'll go to granted. I'm gonna ask you some tougher questions, so go ahead.
5: All right. So my, my background. I'm a, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I write horror, science fiction, fantasy, thrillers. I write comics from Marvel, Dark Horse, and IDW. I had a t show a TV show on Netflix called B Wars. And uh, prior to writing that, I, uh, prior to being a writer, I was a, a jujitsu instructor and bodyguard. So I've had a unusual career path.
1: That's awesome. Uh, John Mayberry is our guest here on 89.1 Kenzie FM. Now, uh, well, we have about uh, 39 minutes, so we're going to cover a lot of ground here. Uh, Now, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're a New York Times bestseller. Uh, What was the first book that uh, was listed as a
5: bestseller? Uh, First one for me was uh, the novelization of the remake of The Wolfman with uh, Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. Um, Got hired to do that one kind of out of the blue and um, had a lot of fun with it, and it went up uh, hitting the bestseller list.
1: Now, when you first heard that uh, you were a New York Times bestseller, uh, do you get, like, a, uh, an email? Do you get a phone call from your publisher? Uh, kind of take us through on how you found out.
5: Uh, well, I got a pretty hysterical phone from, call from my, from my uh, agent and then one from my editor uh, within about 15 minutes of each other um, because, it, you know, it, it's pretty rare for someone who, who does a movie novelization to hit the bestseller list and also, it was my first, and uh, uh, we all had a nice little celebration about that. I was still living in Pennsylvania at the time, so uh, a week later, I went up to New York and, and you know, we all had, uh, you know, a meal together and celebrated, and um, it, it wound up launching, you know, a career that I'm I'm having a blast with because it keeps changing and growing, every, you know, all the time, so.
1: Well, you know, not to talk dollar figures because we don't really do that on the show here, but... When you found out that uh, you were a New York Times bestseller, were you like thinking, "Hey, I'm going to be a millionaire"?
5: Yeah, that's uh, the the realities of the writing business is very few writers actually become millionaires. I mean, I'm doing okay. Um, certainly a lot better than I was when I broke into this biz. But millionaire wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking, "Wow, this this means that I can just continue doing this sort of thing because." I mean, let's face it, writing for a living is one of the best jobs. I get to make stuff up for a living and get paid for it. That is not a bad job. So uh, I just knew that I'd be able to to continue doing the fun stuff, like living, literally living the dream I've had my
0: whole life.
1: Uh, John, maybe well, I guess guest here, we've got about the 37 minutes here with John. So now, uh, and I'm sure that you were thinking that uh, now that you're a New York Times bestseller, you're thinking, you know what? Now I'm going to get a call from the icon, and I'll get to be on his
5: show, too. It was my first thought, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now, uh, how many total
1: books would you say that you wrote or writ?
5: Um, well, that, that's a tough one because, like, well, just the other day, last Tuesday, I finished writing my 44th novel. I'm already writing my 45th. But I've also done um, about 20 nonfiction books, mostly on martial arts and self-defense. But I did a, a bunch on um, uh, folklore, like uh, vampires and werewolves, what people actually believed, you know, in, in previous centuries. I've written um, 22 runs of comics that have been collected into graphic novels. I've done, jeez, um, uh, I mean every time I try to make up a list, it, it, it just keeps getting longer and longer. But it's it's somewhere near near a hundred books total, considering you know, including anthologies I've edited and um, you know, all sorts of things. It's it's, it's pretty crazy, and it's a lot. Well, you know, of Jim, this with the last uh, uh, fifteen years because my first novel came out in two thousand six.
1: Well, you know, John, I know you don't have a, an ego like I uh, an ego like I do, but now with. Uh, you know, with all the writings and stuff, do you have like uh I'm do you have like a man cave with like the like the first edition and then like the manuscript that you wrote it on. Uh do you have like a display like that?
5: I don't. Well I have bookshelves um in, in my living room there's uh two set of bookshelves, two big big bookshelves. Um, filled with all the novels I've written and the anthologies I and collections I've done. And then in my office I've got um uh, one, two three bookshelves full of uh, graphic novels and um, also anthologies that I've I've appeared in. And then there's a – in that mixed in there is is also a a shelf worth of my martial arts books. And, you know, I have all that stuff. What I don't – I don't have a trophy wall, though. I just have bookshelves that that have the same effect and the same purpose. And it's really great to walk past it and, and, you know, kind of look at what what I've done and, and like, man, I – this was a really good career choice, and I'm having a hell of a lot of fun doing it.
1: Uh, John, maybe is our guest here. We got about 34 minutes. Uh, I'm going to ask you another question, then we'll kind of go do a roundtable, and we'll come back, and I'm going to ask you some uh, writing tip questions. Uh, so yeah. now, when you uh, when you decide to uh, write a write a book, now do you just like sit down and brainstorm like what you want to write about, and then like like write like a hundred topics, and you like kind of like look it over, it's like uh, no, maybe, and then uh, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I want to do this one. How, how does that how, take us through that process?
5: Um, it, it kind of varies project to project. Most often these days, like what you described, that was kind of how it was when I when I first got started when I was not sure what my career path was going to be. But now, you know, like I've read a lot of series, so a lot of what I do is what's the next book in say my Joe Ledger thriller series or the next book in my Rotten Ruin you know, young adult post apocalyptic series. So part of that is just thinking about what's the next natural story to tell. But at the same time I also come up with original stuff, you know, and new series or standalone books. And those I usually have a couple of ideas knocking around in my head for days, weeks, months. And then something will kind of just go bang and pieces will fall together and, and that's the point at which I contact my agent and say, Hey, I think I have the next book. Um, here's what it's about. What do you think? And she either gives me you know like a yes we i would definitely sell that or a no what the hell's wrong with you um it's usually somewhere in that you know between those two poles and um you know that i'm off and running right now i have nine books sold that i haven't yet written because my agent as soon as i give her an idea she goes out and sells the thing
1: well you know john i have uh, i've heard that more times than not what the heck were you thinking that ain't going to do anything and uh that's that's probably why I haven't uh, uh admit, I mean uh I don't know, maybe what, ten years ago I did put out a uh, a comedy C D that went aluminum. But um <laughs> you know. Uh John Maybe is our guest here. We got about uh, thirty two minutes. Uh John, I wanna introduce you to a Granny Hawkster and uh Granny, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, I really this is a great interview and we're glad to have you on. Our show tonight um, Happy to be here. What made you decide You wanted to become a writer And what was One of the most enjoyable Things you've ever written Oh
5: cool Two good questions uh, well, The first one I've always wanted to be a writer It's, I, you know, when, when I was a little kid in, in grade school they asked what we wanted to be and, and you know half the kids were saying Astronaut or fireman or whatever And I said storyteller You know I wanted to tell stories and it's, it's what I've always wanted to do. Now, the reality is that it took me a long time before that became my full-time, you know, paying job. So along the way, I did other things. I, you know, I was a, a bodyguard. I was a bouncer for a while. I was a jiu-jitsu master. You know, I, I'm a jiu-jitsu master. But I ran jiu-jitsu schools, um, did a bunch of different things. Um, and it wasn't until 2006 I became a full-time writer, full-time novelist. But my favorite project that I've ever done Uh, I had um, uh, an editor reach out to me a couple of years ago, about five, six years ago, and asked me to write a story for an anthology of new tales set in the world of Oz in the Wizard of Oz. And it just sounded like a lot of fun. The thing is, because I write a lot of horror, my first inclination was to write a story about, you know, like uh, the Tin Man getting the heart of a serial killer and going on a rampage, which would have been fun to write. But, uh, that's not really who reads the Wizard of Oz story. So I kind of came to my senses a bit and um, uh, wrote a story about a little, you know, little winged monkey girl whose wings were too small for her to fly. She got magic traveling shoes so she could travel around and see all the things her wings could, couldn't take her to see. And what happened is um, after that story was published, the, um, the estate of L. Frank Baum, the guy who actually wrote the original Wizard of Oz books a century ago, the estate contacted me and said that they, they loved the story so much they're including it in the official chronology of Oz. So that story wow. is now part of the Wizard of Oz history. And that was, I mean, that that's a career topic that's that's pretty hard to beat. Um, my second favorite project, and I'll give you this one too because it's kind of cool, is I was, I'm was i a huge fan of zombie fiction. You know, I, I snuck into the movies when I was 10 to see the world premiere of Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. So I've always been into zombies. And years and years later, uh, I had the idea of doing an editing the anthology of zombie stories. And I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to ask George Romero, the guy who wrote and directed Night of the Living Dead, if I could kind of get his blessing to set those stories in the, the same time period as Night of the Living Dead. He said on three conditions. One, he wanted to co-edit the anthology with me, which was awesome because I didn't expect him to, to say that. Second, he said he wanted to write a story for it, which was even more awesome. And then third, he, he said he wanted me to write a story that officially connected one of my novels, Fall of Night, which is one of his favorite zombie novels. He wanted me to connect that officially to Night of the Living Dead. So he said, write a story for for the anthology that will, will do that. And I did. And, um, you know, now the Night of the Living Dead is officially part of, of our, my, my book. Uh, fall of Night is officially part of Night of the Living Dead. So, both of those, you know, both of those two things were fun projects to do that I would have done anyway. But the fact that they wound up being major career moments for me was unexpected, and yeah, it's just it, it, even now, it gives me kind of chill thinking about it.
1: That's awesome, John. That's John Mayberry's our
5: guest. That's
1: great. Yeah, John Mayberry's our guest here. We got about uh, twenty minutes here with John. Now. um, uh, John, I um I don't know if you uh you knew this or not, but uh I'm a recently married man. Uh, I was married on Saturday as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. And my wife my wife is a fan of yours. And uh she loves the right rot the Rot and Ruin series. Cool.
5: That's a uh, too.
1: Well, yeah. Um now, is there um, a particular genre that uh, you uh, you lo- that you really really like writing about? And there's like, is there a genre that you don't like writing about?
5: I haven't found any genres I don't like writing in because I, I'm one of those those writers that will try anything. You remember the old Life serial commercials? You know, give it to Mikey, he'll try anything. That's kind of me yes. with writing, people. and and my agent knows that, my editor knows that, you know, so. I just keep trying new things and having a lot of fun, but there are some genres i like better than others. Um, Almost anything that, that I can build um, kind of a thriller um, uh, into kind of a thriller model is, is top of my list. And, you know, you can write, you can use the thriller structure to write almost anything, horror, science fiction, fantasy. Um, So that, that's, that's my happy zone is being able to write something that is structured like a thriller. And what makes it a thriller it's a race against time to prevent something big and bad from happening. And as I said, you can you can apply that to a lot of different topics. So um, you know, any time a project comes along that I feel is something I want to give it a try, give a try, I immediately start thinking of well, you know, how how can I shape it so it reads as fast as a thriller? Uh,
1: John Mabers, is our guest here on eighty nine point one KENS FM, live here in Fargo, North Dakota. Now, one thing that I, I do know about you, John, is that uh, you have uh, won a lot of awards in your career, and a lot of them have the name Bram Stoker linked to them. Is that correct?
5: Yes, the, the Bram Stoker Award, which named after the guy who you know wrote Dracula, um, is the the major award in the horror community, and I've been very fortunate enough to win five of those awards in different categories, and uh, um, you know I, I, I'm still Kind of shocked and surprised that I've won so many of them because there are so many fine, fine horror writers out there. But you know that that happened, and and I've got a shelf of them in the other room, and I every once in a while I go by and look at it, and like what, what the hell, where did they come from? You know. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've nailed five of those so far.
1: Now, of all the awards you won, do you have like a, do you have like a favorite one that uh, you know you like have like on the shelf like a signal like like just on one shelf, and then you have like a spotlight on it because it's your favorite.
5: Um, yeah, but it's, it's it's actually not a not a writing award. Um, in 2003, I was inducted into the uh, Action Karate International Martial Arts Hall of Fame, and uh, I did not see that coming. And you know that you know, it was a black tie affair in, in uh, at a casino in, in uh, New Jersey in Atlantic City, and uh, you know people like. You know Jackie Chan and 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 so on were there, and they present presented me with the with with this lifetime achievement award, the the, um, the Hall of Fame award, better And that that's you know, I've been I've been doing martial arts now for fifty eight years, but you never expect to be you know honored in that way. And that that's that was still stunning. You know, it's like holy crap. I never the thing is I never actually expect to win an award. I, I I'm not you know, ego-driven about it. So I never assume that when I'm writing something like I don't sit back and say, oh, yeah, well, that was going to win an award. That's not, you know, it's not how I'm wired. So when I do win one, I, it always catches me off guard. And, um, you know, something like 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 that award, just, holy crap. Uh,
1: John Maber is our guest here on uh, 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, we got about 24 minutes. Now, you know, the – you know the thing the thing John that that's really cool is you know you mentioned you don't have an ego which you you know which is very uh uh admirable and uh, i unfortunately am uh the exact opposite i i have a big ego i don't know if you knew that or not uh but uh <laughs> the sad thing is uh my trophy case consists of bowling awards like uh lowest series and lowest round and uh most gutter balls in a series uh but uh you know i there are still awards, you know, and uh, I I kind of keep them behind my bobblehead collection. But, uh, you know, uh, being, being a writer, um, do uh, people come to you uh, and present ideas to you and say, hey, uh, here's my idea. Could you write about this and turn this into a bestseller? Does that ever happen?
5: Um, well, it happens in a couple different ways. Some, you know, people will often tell a writer, I've got an idea that would be your next best bestseller. And, and unless they're in the industry, our response is usually, you know, dude, you should go write it yourself. Um, you know, people say that in a mean way. It's just, honestly, if somebody has an idea that good that they're that passionate about, they literally should go write it themselves. Um, I, I don't use other people's ideas in that way. Now, what I will do is every once in a while a company will, will reach out to me and say, you know, we need something you know, written that ties into this movie or TV show or, or whatever and it's called media Italian writing, and they ask you, you know, if I'll do that. And I'm, I do a lot of media Italian writing. In fact, I, I a couple of years ago became the president of the International Association of Media Italian Writers. And um, I uh, there's a couple that I, I can't talk about. They're under non-disclosure agreements, but some of the stuff I, you know, that came to me. <clears throat> there's a group that did the uh, Deadlands role-playing game. It's a million-copy, uh, main main-copy plus-selling uh, game, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's steampunk and alt history and weird west and they asked me if i'd write a novel based on that which i did Uh, i had the opportunity to come along to um uh, to write the official story of dana scully from the x-files as a teenager and it was you know the guy who created the x-files you know uh was, was behind that project and you know that sounded like too much fun to pass up so i did that so it's projects like that that come usually through somebody who holds a license for, a you know, a major uh, project or product, and uh, if they want something done and they, they reach out to me through from, from my agent or directly to myself, if it sounds fun and, and you know, the deal is right, then I'm, I'm definitely going to try it because I love experimenting with new things and trying new genres. And, um, you know, like, for example, uh, about a year and a half ago, my main editor at, um, at, at Macmillan, uh, Michael Homer, he reached out to me and said, hey, we're, we're, we're looking to, to do some books in the epic fantasy space, you know, Game of Thrones, Witcher, uh, Lord of the Rings. Do you have any interest in writing something like that? I said, no, I'll, I'll give it a try. We, we make, made a deal. I wrote the first one. It'll be out in May, and uh, I'm actually writing the second one right now. I'm about four days into writing the second one. So I'll try I'll try literally anything, and sometimes it does come when somebody says, they just called me up and said, hey, do you want to try this?
1: That's awesome, John. Maybe is our guest here, and uh, we have uh, well, we have about uh, twenty minutes here with uh, John, give or take. Now, uh, John, uh, and I, I don't want to turn this into a uh, sound like a writing class, but uh, we actually have a couple uh, questions um, in our chat room that people are asking about right now, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask those to you, and then uh, if you don't want to answer, I'll understand. Uh, oh, no, no. But uh, let's. Oh okay let's say that uh you uh you come up with your idea and then you start mm-hmm. writing the book and uh it it's 500 pages or whatever it is uh and then you okay. send it off uh to have it proofread or whatever whatever happens there and then they come back and they say that you got to take out this page you got to take out this page this part's got to go it's too long
5: what is your response to that well, it depends on who's saying it and how they're saying it. Because when you when you do a book under contract to a publisher, um, and right now I don't write, you know, I'm at the stage of my career, knock wood, where I don't write anything unless it's already been sold. So, you know, it's not like I'm writing it um, in the hopes that somebody will buy it. So if an editor comes back to you with notes, and I've, I've had, I definitely have that. Every editor has notes. You know, sometimes you agree with the note. You say, okay, I'll make that change that you want. And sometimes, you know, it's like, no, I I don't agree with that note, and you have to get into a discussion with the editor and come up with a um, a middle ground, you know, some way for both of you to be happy with the version of it you'll turn in next. And um, you know, there's a lot of that in publishing. You know, every writer gets notes, and if you're a good writer, if you're a good professional writer, you know how to take those notes without getting your feelings hurt. And if you really do make, need to make the change, you don't hold on to the version that you did. You say, okay, well, what is the version I, I need to write now to make this possible product? And you kind of shift emotional and creative gears with it, and then you wind up writing something that you're happy with and, and everything's good.
1: Yeah, uh, John mayers, is our guest here on 89.1 KENS FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. We have about 18 minutes here left. Uh, might go a little bit, but we, of course, toward the end of the show, we do got to pay the bills, but we'll talk about that a little later. Now, uh, and as our fans know, if you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, you go to uh, Ken's FM page on uh, Facebook. If you like both pages, we're going to automatically uh, get you qualified to uh, win a uh possibly win a uh, autograph or some sort of memorabilia from one of our guests in our December giveaway. And, uh, John, I don't know if you'd be willing to do that or not, but, uh, yeah. if you'd be willing to submit some autographs or maybe an autograph copy of a book or something, uh, we would appreciate what yeah, you, I'll, anything I'll, you I'll, can do for us. I'll
5: send you, I'll send you some signed books, uh, tomorrow. In
1: fact. Awesome. And, uh, you know like i say my uh, my fiance is a uh, a big fan of yours and i know she's listening right now uh she's now my wife her name is bernadette when i when i first started talking to you she was just my fiance but uh she's always been my confidant but uh you know she actually handed me one of uh i here here's how i actually found out about you john and i'm kind of sad to admit this but uh here's how i found out about you she was reading a book and uh i asked her about the book she was reading and she said it's uh this is this is the name of the book and this is a series and it's done by uh uh Jonathan uh, Mayberry and uh uh she she made a challenge to me she said i bet you can't get him on your show i bet you there's no way you'd be able to find him <laughs> and guess well, what here you, you are <laughs> <laughs> uh so now uh, i don't have to do the dishes for a week Thank you, John. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, uh,
5: now,
1: John, uh, you know, we, we, we did, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, your writing, but uh, I'd like to, if we can, circle back a little bit to, uh, you know, your um, your martial arts status. Now, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know much about martial arts. I know more about wrestling, but I, I know there's, like, certain degrees, like, first degree, second degree, whatever. Uh, what, what degree are you and uh, uh, are your hands registered weapons?
5: Okay, well, for, let me answer the second question first. Um, never in the history of the world, anywhere in the world, has anyone had to rush, register their hands as deadly weapons. It's a very common myth, and it's kind of a cool myth, but it's a myth. Um, that said, uh, I am in, uh, I, I'm semi-retired now. I retired as eighth degree black belt in jiu-jitsu, and, um, you know, some of the, the advanced ranks, just just so that you know, it doesn't mean that I can, you know, kill people with, you know, a force choke or any of that stuff. After a while, you stop actually testing because it's, it's really timing grade and, and you know, length like of time you're teaching. So some of the advanced ranks you get because basically haven't died and other older people have. Um, so it, it isn't as impressive as it sounds. The, the first, you know, the, the first, I don't know, five, six uh, degrees of black dollar are really where, where the kind of the core of who you are is. The rest is, is more administrative rent. And uh, now do you, um,
1: are, are you able to, with, with the degree that you have, are you able to, I, I just made it sound like a college degree, but uh, now are you able to uh, train uh in martial arts, or uh, do you have to have a certain uh, um, license for that?
5: Um, there are, here's another thing. In America, there are no. There's no regulatory board. There are individual organizations that award licenses and you know teaching certificates. But it's kind of a a, a, a weird thing that in America there is nothing. There's no organization that regulates all of martial arts. So if you have a license to teach, you're you're getting it from your own organization. Uh, I've been teaching martial arts most of my life. In fact, I taught martial arts history at Temple University in Philadelphia for 14 years. Um, My specialty within teaching martial arts, I had two. One is I taught uh, women's self-defense and specialty self-defense programs, like self-defense for the visually impaired, self-defense for uh, um, people in wheelchairs and so on. The other specialty I did is I I created um, a a certain type of hand-to-hand combat training program for SWAT and special forces. And I I taught that, you know, for a number of years. But uh, I'm kind of retired now. I'm just focusing mostly on writing books. And um, some of it's also, you know, the the years of being a bodyguard and and being a bouncer and everything, uh, getting stabbed run over and everything else kind of caught up to you. You know, so I, i its uh, <laughs> couple years it's the mileage and i've had a lot of miles
1: <laughs> and uh for those of uh, you who have never uh, actually seen uh jonathan uh you know uh he um uh he looks uh, uh a lot like george lucas uh um i'm not george lucas, uh not george lucas but uh um the guy that did star wars what's his name um
5: yes- george lucas Oh, okay. It is George
1: Lucas. I hope you don't mind that comparison, but I mean, I when I saw you, it's like well, he's it's like, hey man, he looks like George Lucas.
5: He's shorter. I'm taller. He's richer. I have a neck, and he doesn't. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you know, big big burly guy with a beard. Yeah, it's a type. And uh, and
1: you have a cute little dog too, named Rosie, I believe.
5: I do. Rosie is is. So, it's funny, mean, I grew up with big dogs, and Rosie's a little tiny thing, but she, is, you know, she has to be completely um, under her paw, and um, she's, she's, a, she's a cuddle bug. And she gets fan mail. She gets a lot of fan mail, which is really weird because she doesn't read. Um, but, and, and also, <laughs> I have a fictional dog in my, my Joe Ledger Thriller series, and the fictional dog gets fan mail. So there are a lot of crazy dog lovers out there, and I kind of get where they're coming from.
1: Well, you know, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but uh, when your dog or when you're, uh, the dog in your book gets fan mail, uh, do you ever reply to any of those letters or, like, send, like, a paw print of your dog? Or uh, do you just, like, uh, how does uh, that
5: work? Well, I, 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 I'm I not crazy enough yet or, or senile enough yet to answer my dog's fan mail, um, either the real one or the fictional one. But um, you know, if I if I get a fan request for a photo of Rosie or something, you know, I I usually do something like that. You know, I'll I'll honor that. I'll I'll take a I'll take a fun photo, you know, of the dog. But um, I, I haven't done the paw print thing yet. I, I'm not not quite that senile yet. Be fun. You know,
1: because you know, it's interesting. Uh, one of my all-time favorite TV shows, The Dukes of Hazzard. You know, the General Lee got more fan mail than anybody else.
5: Yeah. <laughs> It's it's really People crazy.
1: actually wrote to a car.
5: Yep, yep. Um, I know the guys who, who do the – when they were doing Supernatural, uh, the TV series, uh, uh, the, that car got fan mail, too. And it's like I, – I understand the excitement of something you really like, but I'm wondering, you know, are any of these people actually expecting mail back from the car? Um you know, I, I'm not saying that I've watched everything I've ever watched completely sober, but I, but I've, I don't think I've ever gotten to the point where I've, I've sent mail to an inanimate object. But again, I say, well, you, talk. you
1: know, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, a quick little tidbit, uh, then we'll we'll continue the interview. But what they used to do when uh, fans of the Dukes of Hazzard would write a letter to General Lee, or they would actually write letters to Flash themselves what they would do is they would send a a picture a uh, a tire print of the general lee and they would actually send a paw print a flash to those uh that wrote letters to general lee and uh you know uh to the dog but uh you know um you know i, I would do anything to get i would do anything to get fan mail uh you know uh, maybe maybe one day uh Jonathan Mayberry Mayberry's our guest here. We got uh well we got uh well we got about 9 minutes left here on 89.1 Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. So now um if you can uh or maybe you can't, uh how many different projects you got that uh, that you're working on now that uh you might be able to tell, how many different projects you got going on?
5: Uh, a bunch. I, now I usually write one novel at a time. So like I said I just finished number 44 um, and I'm writing number 45 now. But, you know, I've got a, a few short stories I have to write for different anthologies, and I'm also editing Weird Tales magazine. So I'm, I, I'm working on the um, December, the winter issue, which will be an epic fantasy one. And I, um, I don't know if you know who uh, the, the writer Michael Moorcock was. He was a really fantastic, is a really fantastic um, uh, fantasy writer. He's been doing fantasy for, you know, 60 years. He, he gave me something for the next issue, and, and Neil Gaiman gave me something for the next issue. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty great. Pretty you know great. To, I've got names like that in the book, um, and I've got a couple of other you know little projects I'm doing. I'm doing a, a TV pitch for something, um, and working on a uh, a couple of projects that are under non-disclosure agreements that are really cool, and I can't wait if I can talk about those, you know, in, out in the open.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, John. Awesome. With that being said, awesome. if, you know if we haven't scared you away too much, we would like to have you come back on with us uh, when uh, you know you're ready to launch your next project. When you can talk about those, uh, if you'd be willing to awesome. do that, we'd love to have you back. Oh, I'd love to. I'd
5: love to and, yeah, uh, and
1: okay, now this is coming from a fan in, in, in the chat room here. This is not from me, but uh, okay. one fan. One fan asked. Uh, icon, how come you have not asked John to have a storybook character with your name in his next book? I I can't do that, can I?
5: Uh, you can ask. But here's here's how that that works. Most of the of the peop- most of the times I put people in my book, and I do it fairly often, by the way. Um, they're usually people who have won um, the opportunity by uh, bidding on it in uh, charity auctions. That said, anything oh. is possible. So I, I can be bribed. <laughs> well,
1: uh, how about uh, you, uh, you can make me as a character in your book, and I'll stop uh, emailing you at, at 2 in the morning every, uh, every week. How about that? Uh,
5: that, might, that might work. Uh, now, mind you, I'm just <laughs> I can put in the book and promise you'll come to a happy end, because I, I've been known to do truly awful things to my friends in my, in my books, especially in my comics, when I was, you know, I was doing some stuff for Marvel, I did Punisher comics and so on. And while I was doing that stuff, I, I would name the most vile and reprehensible villains after some of my nicest friends. And uh, I named one character who was a homicidal um, snuff film porn uh, producer, who I named after a friend of mine who is, you know, a really genuinely nice guy. He's a Quaker. He's down to earth. And you know, I figured, well, this ought to rattle him a little bit. He was delighted, so a little good about that. Well, you know,
1: I'll 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 tell you what, and like I say, I'll I'll understand if you you know if I I never get used. But you know, I'll tell you what, if you would make me a character and you'd have something horrible happen to me, everybody in Fargo, North Dakota, that knows who I am. That follows me on Facebook. will buy a copy of that book just to read what happens to me. I guarantee it. It would be your next bestseller.
5: Now now it feels like I I would need to do that and make it a really vile, disgusting, horrible bet. So I like a challenge like that.
1: And uh, now (laughs) you – well, and then do you ever let uh, do you ever have uh, people send like you pictures of like different people that uh, that might inspire you as a character as well? Do you ever do that?
5: Yeah, i I've, I've had some like that, but I, I, I most of the characters I prefer making up myself. But I have I do have people who who want me to ma- name a character after somebody. Like once in a while, I'll get something where somebody will send me a photo of. Um, like like I, I have one that's going to be my next thriller. Um, woman whose husband was was killed in uh you know in military in afghanistan um he was killed about two years ago and uh he was a big fan of my books and she reached out and asked if i if i could just you know mention his name in the book and say hell about that i will name a character after him because and you know, the guy died a hero so uh you know there are things like that i do for sure all
1: right because uh i actually <laughs> i actually have a uh i actually have a um uh, I'll, and I'll send it to you after after the show tonight, uh, a friend of mine that uh, you could probably get uh, thousands of miles uh, for a character offer. Her name is Christy Krueger, and she's an actual vampire. And I'll send you a picture of her and then see what you can do. I, I think it'd be awesome. Oh. Send them
5: along. I'd love to see that. All
1: right. Uh, John Mayberry is our guest here. Uh, unfortunately, we only got about four minutes left before we got to close out the show. But, uh Here's what I'd be willing to do here, John, and, um, you know, I know that, uh, you know, you probably don't know what your schedule is for 2022 yet, but uh, what I'd like to do is um, I'd like to have you back on our show in uh, 2022, Um, and uh, what I'd like to do is if we could set it up, uh, you know, I know we might have to talk about it later, but uh, what I'd like to have you do is I'd like to have you come on with us Valentine's Day on February 14th so we can have you back on again to tell uh, to, uh, update us on your new projects.
5: Uh, I, I can give you a provisional uh, pretty strong maybe on that one. But uh, okay. I got on the calendar in front of me. We're, okay, we're all
1: right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, uh, John Mabier is our guest here. We have uh, well, geez, you know, I'll tell you what, this this uh, last uh, hour has just fallen by. We only got about uh, uh, 120 seconds, but uh, John, if uh, our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got?
5: Uh, pretty much all of that. But the trick is spelling my last name right. It's Jonathan Mayberry, M-A-B-E-R-R-Y. Don't, don't, you know, don't put that extra Y in the middle. It's not there. But if you spell my name right, I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, and I've got a website. And if there are any readers writers out among your, the people who are listening to this, if you go to my website, which is JonathanMabry.com, um there's a whole sub-page there called Free Stuff for Writers. There's examples of comic book scripts. There's one of my Captain America scripts, I think. There's uh, How to Write a Query. There's, there's tons and tons of stuff. It's all free, downloadable, PDFs. Go grab what you need.
1: And uh, real quick here, uh, before we do wrap this up, uh, if someone uh, – uh, If you were to give advice to someone uh, starting out that wanted to write a book, what would be uh, advice that you'd give them?
0: Uh,
5: Well, a couple things. First, write what you love. Don't just write a good idea. Write an idea that you're absolutely in love with. Ray Bradbury, when I was a kid, I, I got to know Ray Bradbury, and he told me that one of the secrets to writing the best books is don't just write the book you would read Write the book you would go out of your way and hunt down and read. Write that one. Second bit, bit of advice, also from Ray Bradbury, passing along his advice, is um, don't be a jackass. That's a big part of this because people in the, in the writing business they, they're tired of dealing with with um, prima donnas, ego people. They want to deal with somebody who's in love with writing and having fun with it. Be that guy. And then you know third is write every day. You know I, I write every single day. Sometimes a lot, sometimes a little, but every single day. And the more you write, the, the quicker you get good at it. Um, also, I have a group online called uh, Writers Coffeehouse, which uh, is a free uh, three-hour networking session for writers every every month. Just go to Writers Coffeehouse on Facebook, and you get you can get the tales there um, because we want more writers in the writers' business. So you know we want to be able to provide information that will help you get there.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, John, we do appreciate uh, you taking time on your schedule with us today. We do appreciate it. Uh, You have been uh, very awesome and uh, I'll be in contact with you. I do want to have you on again. And uh, if you could uh, say, uh, 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 give Rosie a treat for us. Uh, We appreciate it. And uh, we do, uh, we love everything that you do. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and, uh, we will definitely have you back on again with us.
5: Well, thanks, and thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun, and you asked a good asked good questions, so this was a hoot, So, uh, really appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. All
1: right, thank you. All right, John. John Mayberry, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you don't put a Y in his name. Just ask <laughs> why. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, John. Have a good day, buddy. Appreciate it. You too. Take care, guys. All right. Bye bye. All right, John Mayberry, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Granny, another successful show we had tonight, huh?
2: Yeah, it was.
1: All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, uh, if you guys want to check out who's going to be on next week, uh, check uh, keep following our Off the Ropes page. Uh, and uh, also uh, w- uh, look for uh, who's going to be on by following Ken's FM page. And always, every day, every night, listen to uh, 89.1 Uh, Ken's FM, uh, he's got great content, uh, great music, not uh, led by uh, corporate sponsors. It's all member-driven. So he has a great playlist. And uh, so everybody check out uh, Ken's FM, 89.1 FM, and also Ken's FM.com. So uh, he appreciates uh, you listening to his station and uh, he's one of the only few stations that if you ever listen to the station and you want to know what song was played at a certain time, uh, you can send an email and he'll tell you the song, the artist, and everything. Uh, so uh, until next week, uh, Granny, we'll see you then. Uh, and everybody be safe. We all love you. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. Good night,
6: everybody. You've
0: We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. Need a website for your business or storage for all those files cluttering up your computer? Well, W Inc. Web Hosting has the answer. Inspect the website right here at 89.1 KENZ FM. It's hosted by W Inc. Plus, we offer web hosting data storage and more. You can get more information at www.webhosting.me for more details. That's www.webhosting.me. You're listening to 89.1